We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What up, what up, what up? Welcome into another post-game edition of Green with Envy. As always, it's your boy Will. We are checking in. How you doing? How you living? Joining me tonight in maybe his comfiest attire to date, at least of this season, is my best friend, co-host, and the coach of our podcast, the one and only Greg Manakis. How you doing, man? Are we going to talk about the bench or the starters? Which one are we going to do? We're gonna talk about we're, we're gonna hit on the bench, but we're gonna we're gonna focus on the starters here. So uh let's do what we always do. We're gonna get right into this one because this was uh this 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 was a beatdown. It's just the definition of a beatdown. So we're gonna get right into this and let's do what we do here and let's go ahead and queue up the morning box score. Tonight's morning box score, the Boston Celtics take down the Washington Wizards in D.C., 126 to 107. And please do not be fooled by that score. This game was nowhere close to a 19 point game. We'll talk all about it here. Let's start with the Wizards. And man, if you go to that box score, there is a lot of negatives in that plus minus column. Not a great night for the Washington Wizards. Kyle Kuzma, actually not a terrible night, who, if you listen to scale, play with a little bit more force in that second in that second quarter. Really, really love talking about that. 9 of 15 from the field, 21 points for him. Jordan Poole, 11 points. Tyus Jones, also 11. And Denny Avia, triple 11s here, 11 points for all three of them. The shooting percentages, not great. Like I said, not a good night for the Wizards. Danilo Gallinari, revenge game, didn't quite go as planned. Let's go to the Celtics where the story begins and ends with Jalen Brown, who was El Fuego, as apparently Scal is just going to continue to go with. 13 of 24 from the field, 8 of 13, 7 of those triples in the first half, 
36 points, six rebounds, two assists, three steals, and a block for Jalen Brown. His partner in crime, the Jays, put up their first 30-30 game of the year. Second 30-30 game of the season for the Celtics, so that's a nice new wrinkle that there could be multiple guys with 30-point games. Jason Tatum, 14 of 21 from the field, four of nine from three. He had 33 points, six rebounds, and three assists. Chris Stapps Porzingis in his return to D.C., 7-9 from the field, 1-2 of two from 3. He had 15 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, Drew Holiday here, 11 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Al Horford, 8 points off the bench. I'm going to leave the rest of the bench for us to talk about in just a little bit here. But, Greg... Let's uh let's let's start with let's start with the starters and let's focus on those top six, those six starters that the Celtics are going to talk about a lot this season. And I, I think this has to be, you know, this is the Jalen Brown game where, you know, we've talked about it before. Nobody does the NBA jam. He's on fire quite like Jalen Brown. And he certainly had that going in the first half. Yeah, JB, keeping receipts from everybody that were tweeting about him after game one, all the shit that he got during the NBA playoffs, and rightfully so, he had a pretty shitty playoffs. But Jalen Brown seems to have been in the lab with uh, with Lethal Shooter working on that jump shot. The form looks good. He's shooting off the catch. He's shooting off the bounce. Um, he's He's got a couple spots on the floor that he really likes getting to, and he's not scared to just let that thing go right now, which is great to see because after game one, you know, panic alarms going off. Everyone's worried. Is Jalen Brown going to be able to find his role on this team? Is he going to have to only take 11 shots like he took in game one? Jalen Brown is going to be with Jalen Brown's going to be but you're because there's so much talent on this team there are going to be games where guys are just going to take a back seat Derek White the superstar of last game took three shots in this game tonight and was totally fine doing that everybody on this team is going to have games where they probably score far less than they're capable of Mm -hmm. that was just so happened that it happened on opening night for Jalen Brown and he showed tonight that if he's playing against let's be real JV level basketball players, he's going to go out there and look like a world beater. Yeah. This was a game where the Celtics just dominated from the start. Of course, uh, a major component of this is the Wizards starting center. Daniel Gafford was ruled out uh, a few hours prior to the game. So they went with kind of a makeshift starting lineup with Kyle Kuzma playing center and the Celtics just immediately, which was really nice to see because, you know, we talked about it on the podcast this, technically this morning, I was going to say yesterday, but this morning uh, when we were going to go kind of going over the three things, what we're looking for is how does this team attack a team they know it's better than, and especially a team that didn't have a center. And they went right to the guy. I think it was five of the first six possessions were all shots in the lane. And, you know, they were using that advantage, which, you know, we were talking about in one of our, our Celtics uh, group texts that we have with our guys, Mark and Chris. It's a revelation having a big man who gets a mismatch and can do something with it. It feels like it's been forever, especially since when, since Al's come back, he's more shifted his game to the perimeter. Rob would get mismatches. Seemingly it felt like to me all the time, it became one of my kind of bugaboos with, with Rob Williams, that there just was nothing that it didn't really matter. If Jordan Poole ended up on him, we, it still was, he wasn't going to get the ball or if he did, wasn't much you're going to do with Chris Stapps. It is an absolute game changer. You try to run out a, a team of basically small forwards and guards, and he is going to dominate. And he really set the tone early with, you know, just with some of the the moves that he made around the paint. But to your point of, you know, Derek White only having 
three shots tonight. Chris Stapps, who felt like I said he dominated early, only had nine shots tonight. The guy who was the other member that has had a 30-30 game to start the season only had nine shots on a night he could have had, certainly had, had more because he was by far the biggest human being. He could have got a layup every single time. Every single time. It was, you know, he was... I mean, what is I'm trying to think? What is Kyle Kuzma like six eight maybe? And that's the tallest guy that he was going up against the other team, and he's seven three and more physical than anybody else he was playing against. So I, I mean, I think this gets to your point and to something that the Celtics talked about in the preseason. Sacrifice is going to be a major part of this. Like you said, Jalen Brown's turn just happened to be game one where he got eleven shots. But you see on a night like tonight, when he has it cooking. If you get it cooking like Jalen Brown and, you know, Jason Tatum didn't want to be left out. He really got going, you know, in that third quarter after just having what felt like maybe eight, six, seven, eight layups in that in that, in that first half where it was it was child's play, to be honest. And just wide open layups too, just like yeah. nobody near him. The Wizards didn't want to play any defense. And I was thinking to myself as Jalen had 36 was just like clearly um, the best player on the court tonight. And then you see J uh, Jason Tatum in that third quarter. It's like, oh, he's at 20 points. Oh, he's at 27 points. Oh, he's at 33 points. Is he going to outscore Jalen Brown? Yeah. <laughs> like that's going through my head. Like let JB have this man. Let him be <laughs> to the game's high score. They took uh, they took Jason Tatum out of the game with like a minute and a half left in the third. Let Jalen finish, finish the quarter. But um, it was just a great game all around. When you look at the defense that they were playing as well, like the amount of blocks that they had, the amount of steals that they had. Jalen had three steals. Uh, Derek White, you know, the the Derek White, Drew Holiday, each getting a steal parlay, maybe each getting a steal and a block parlay. I was going to say, we got I think what we need to start doing is keeping track of the stocks between the two of them. Because, you know, in this game, two steals and a block for Derek White. Flip that for Drew Holiday. Two blocks and a steal. And we talked about this last time. Some of those steals that feel like blocks, some of the blocks feel like steals. You know, whichever way you want to kind of look at it. Like, these guys are going to fill up that portion of the stat sheet. It feels like every single night. And that's not even going to account for, you know, some of the deflections or some of the other plays that they're making along with that. Yeah, and um, to our guy in the in the comments, Deshaun, uh, he says he didn't like the way they played. Too much ISO. It was all-star game level defense. I wish they could have locked in a little bit more. Um, yeah, but at the same time, last year, these guys would have had to come back onto the court in the fourth quarter. And the fact that the Celtics were able to rest. Well, to be the clear, end. they almost had to. It was pretty bad. It was pretty <laughs> hey, bad. Steve McKayluke came in and saved the day. <laughs> Steve McKayluke and Lamar Stevens come in and actually hit some shots. What the hell was Peyton yeah. Pritchard let's, doing let's, in that we'll, fourth We'll quarter. get to that in a second. Let, let's keep yeah, going but, with this. With this point, I mean, this was something we talked about is like, would they come out focused against a clearly overmatched team? And we saw, despite the Celtics having 57 wins last year, it was, it, you know, it, it was almost two on the nose every time even one starter was out where it's like, oh, God, here we go again. Celtics are going to let up, think this is an easy win and either get caught off guard and either lose the game outright or have to scrap and fight against a team that they should be able to rest their starters like they did tonight. Yeah, and I, I think when you get out to such a huge lead early on in the game, it's human nature to let you know, let up the gas just a little bit, yeah. just a little bit. I don't think I wouldn't have called it all-star level defense. Um, they were small they, stretches, maybe yeah, but not, small. not, not, not for prolonged stretches, I would say. Right. And they got, yeah, they had some sloppy stretches, but the game, you know, with the starters and in, in, in the game, it never got like under 28 points. So it was at 40 points at one point. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it, it was, it's really hard to, to lock in at that point when you just know, I mean, you know, case in point, you know, first of all, 
Jordan Poole. Nothing made me happier than whatever his maybe one of the worst fake out nonchalant plays of all time God, where Jordan he Poole's thought that he was going to trick Chris Dabbs and then just got swatted like a gnat in a, on a hot day. Like it was perfect. That was like it, it was it also Jordan Poole just had some of the worst. I'm not much of a body language guy. He had some of the worst body language I've seen in in a long time on a basketball court. So have fun with that Washington Wizards. And Greg, I got to I got to confess something to you. So a couple what was it maybe a week or two ago when we, when we did that over under podcast. Mm-hmm. I had written down Wizards over. I think it was like, tw- it's like 23 wins. So it's not it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's by no means saying that they're a good team for them to get yeah. over 23 wins. Uh, but I was so close to making that call after watching this game and all they're missing is and I like Daniel Gafford. He's not bad. He's a good NBA player. But for it to look like that, thank God I didn't bring that up because that I they're they're so far they look like they're a top tier contender for the worst team in the league oh yeah for sure we don't need to spend much more time talking about the wizards except jordan Poole. you know be careful what you wish for my guy you were in you were in heaven playing with steph curry learning from one of the goats and now you are looking like a goat yourself so um, real quick on jordan Poole, can you think of a guy that because we because we both before jordan Poole became like Jordan Poole like you know before he was really known you and I kind of like like oh this is kind of a nice like microwave score sixth man that the that the Warriors have and they were utilizing can you think of a guy that you or I for that matter have soured on quicker than Jordan Poole no I I don't think so man and I think maybe part of it is like he did some damage to the Celtics in the finals which was pretty annoying because you see how um, you know, the irrational confidence that can be a blessing and a curse for so many people, it ended up being a nail on the Celtics side in that, in the NBA finals a couple of years back. Right. Mm-hmm. And to see him, the fall from grace after getting punched in the face by, uh, by Draymond green. And now he's on the lowly Washington wizards, just wasting away, um, the early years of, uh, his burgeoning prime for, for Jordan pool. It's just a tough look for him, man. And like, so much about success in the NBA is the situation that you're placed in. And when you see him as this added element, the pool party, new new kid on the block coming in to be part of the three-point barrage that the Warriors had, it all made sense for Jordan Poole in Golden State. Once he's out of that context, it's kind of tough to still really believe in the kid. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure he's he's going to have moments this year where he drops 45, 50 points because he can get hot like that. But he's going to be doing it in front of zero audience, nobody watching on national television. Without a he's single be consequential away. minute the entire time. Oh, wasting away in Wizards obscurity. Yeah. Yep, I think that's that about sums it up when it when it comes to Jordan Poole. I will say there's a few times where they got some mismatches, whether it was Jalen or Tatum, and I don't think they forgot about the about the finals and they kind of like being able to to back him down, throw one into the chest. So that was fun to see. But I think the final thing that we have to talk about uh before we we, we get out of here, Greg, is we gotta bring up the bench. And we started this conversation uh on the last pod here as as part of the three things where you know slight overreaction but something to keep an eye on you know is there a concern with the bench and specifically let, let's highlight three guys that at least we've seen through the the first couple of games that seem like they're going to be at least at the top of joe Missoula's mind for rotation minutes our guy peyton pritchard preseason p has apparently not entered the regular season yet 25 minutes for him tonight O of eight from the field O of six from the three-point line including four turnovers that's 
easily the most glaring part of this. Sam Hauser, 25 minutes tonight, 3 of 10, 2 of 9 from 3, got a couple to go late. And then O'Shea Brissett got 10 minutes, 0 of 4, 2 rebounds. Not, not really as concerning. It's really the Pritchard and Hauser, and specifically the Peyton Pritchard of this, that... You know, that it was the one thing that you just wanted to see kind of tonight, and there was nothing you could walk away with feeling bad, and he couldn't get it going, and you slid this in earlier. He was forcing the hell out of it tonight. Yeah, and it's kind of tough to judge bench players when they're not playing their role, like, in garbage time. because Peyton. But Prince he was bad it. before that tonight like for sure but he was awful in garbage time like that fourth quarter was the worst basketball i think i've ever seen peyton pritchard play so wait what is it about peyton pritchard like you have to speak in alliteration every time you just say peyton <laughs> pritchard, like more p sounds just come and you don't, you don't even know they're coming um i think with with pritchard you know he he's out there and he's trying to make an impact he's trying to score the, the ball but he's also trying to run the show with, with a bunch of guys that don't really know where they're supposed to be on the court. And when you're playing with a bunch of guys that don't know where they're supposed to be on the court after playing with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and guys like that, it's just a little bit harder. The spacing's different. The role man isn't, uh, you know, isn't a seven, three pick and pop threat. Mm-hmm. It's Luke Cornett. You know, there's all these different things that are happening on the court um, that you're not used to because you're up by 30 points. And now you're expected just to like play basketball against a bunch of guys that, probably won't get much run in the NBA throughout their entire careers. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, just it was a summer league run, but by the end of the game, for sure. Right. So it's like kind of tough to judge Pritchard on the garbage time, but I can judge Pritchard over the sample size of the first three games and he hasn't been good. Yeah. Um, so I think he's pressing right now to rediscover some of that preseason magic. Um, Brissett, another guy, like he didn't really do much out there, but Brissett's impact is going to be as the fifth guy on the court, not as someone you're expecting to like really do stuff. I, I liked what I saw out of Svee. I'll tell you that mm-hmm. when Svee came in, he had a couple shots. He's a baller, dude. Svee comes in and he just makes the right play. He can shoot the three. Sam Hauser. Sam, Sam's got to watch his back, man. He's got it. He's got a shotgun. Sam's my guy. You know, you know, I said, that's going to be the hill, uh, but Sam has, has been struggling. I mean, like I said, he got a couple to go late, uh, but still, you know, for Sam to really earn those minutes, he's got to be knocked down because Svee is right there. They, they brought in an older doppelganger and, you know, it's, it's, it's that competition, right? You know, you, you know, you got a guy behind you and maybe that's messing with Sam. I don't know. I'm obviously just speculating here. Maybe that messes with him a little bit that he's like, oh man, I got a guy who can do everything that I can do. And is a little bit, you know, a little bit more of a veteran, obviously, you know, that that's right behind me, but you know, speed looks like it, I wouldn't be surprised if over this next week, whether it's, you know, in Indiana or, you know, against the nets on Saturday, if we get a look at speed for, you know, five to 10 minutes in that Hauser role, I, I wouldn't be surprised just, just for Joe to get, kind of get a look and, and, and see, see what that looks like with the starters. Cause that's the biggest thing with any of these bench guys, right? Like you said, the garbage time minutes don't really matter. You know, like maybe if it's a Jordan Walsh, you're like, oh, it's the first look. Let's see what we can build on. But for some of these guys that are veterans, the garbage time is is, is pretty inconsequential. You really want to see what do you look like as the fourth, fifth option as a guy, whatever your role is with the other stars. And so I do wonder if if we do see a, a look at Svi over the next week. I don't think we'll see Svi or anybody replacing Pritchard or Hauser over the first 15 to 20 games. I think you'll get a really large okay. sample size. That's a long he, leash, 15 to 20. I mean, I agree with you that this week's probably a bit too early. Uh, 15 to 20 is pretty long, though. 
Yeah, but I, I think it's important when you have guys that you believed in as an organization um, to give them a real chance, let them fight through adversity. Because Hauser, we saw how much of a game changer he can be when he gets hot. And he goes yeah. through some stretches. All shooters go through some stretches where they just can't find the bottom of the basket. He hit a couple threes late in the game tonight. Um, he had eight rebounds while he was out there. So it's not like he's a complete negative on the court. Um, Svi, though, is there. And I think the Celtics know that they have this other option. But I think they're going to give every opportunity to Hauser and Pritchard to earn um, – you know, earn their role and fight through, mm -hmm. fight through mistakes over the, maybe not 15 to 20, let's go 10 to 15. And yeah. at the end of that 10 to 15 game sample size, um, if they're not playing well, if they're not making an impact, I think that's all you can do before you have to at least look, okay, I gave you 12 games in this role. You didn't do anything with it. I'm going to give the next five to Svee, see if there's any difference, mm -hmm. you know, while you, while you go back into the lab and figure, figure yourself out because, what what we saw in the fourth quarter was was abysmal. You know, they, it, it was gross. It they, was it was disgusting. The line coming into the night, Will, was ten and a half. My brother texted me. I, and I didn't know what like, it I was, feel... but I had the start in my head. Watched. I was like, "Oh my god! Thank God I, I forgot to put. I, I didn't have time to put money on this game. I if I would be sweating out a game, the Celtics were up forty because of the line. I would be. I I I, I don't know if I could handle it. <laughs> yeah, my brother texted me and he was just like, "I feel so bad for anybody that bet that bet the line today because it it looked like we were about to blow it." And then, as I said, Svee came in put the Superman cape on, hit a couple threes, made a couple nice passes. He re he really did kind of save the game for the for that bench unit down the stretch. Lamar Stevens had three turnovers which wasn't great, but he also hit a couple baskets. So, yeah. good good for Lamar to get some run out there. I wanted to see Jordan Walsh get some time. Maybe if the game had stayed in closer to 30, we would have seen that. Mm -hmm. But Jordan Walsh, I think he was the only guy that didn't play tonight. Um Yeah, but. only only DMP was uh was Jordan Walsh. So, another night will be uh Jordan Walsh's NBA debut. Uh, but Greg, before we wrap this up, coming up on Wednesday, Celtics play the Pacers. I think this is going to be a really fun game, and this is going to be a really big challenge for the Celtics defense, right? With Tyrese Halliburton, all the shooting that they have, Miles Turner pr protecting the rim and can kind of you know space out to the three point line, uh, and anything in particular that you're going to be looking for in that matchup. I'm going to be betting the over. That sounds <laughs> that that sounds like a very very fair analysis. I do think that will be a game that that it'll be interesting to see how because the Pacers certainly like to push it. It'll be interesting to see if that works for or against the Celtics, either trying to match that or trying to maybe slow it down at times. So let's come up with a little uh, same game parlay for for Wednesday. What about we go Halliburton over for assists, or like at least maybe like we can go like at least ten assists for Halliburton. Mm -hmm. um, We'll go Derek White and Drew Holiday each to get a steal. Love that one. Jason Tatum to get 10 rebounds. Always. Chris Dapps Porzingis to hit two threes. I like it. Let's set it up. We'll tweet it out. We'll make sure that we got that set up. See what the odds are come come Wednesday. We will tweet that out. So make sure that you're following us. This is a great time to plug at Green Envy Pod. Follow us across all of our social medias, Twitter. Instagram and appreciate everybody joining us here on YouTube. That is going to do it for this episode of Green with Envy. Once again, Celtics beat down the Wizards 126 to 107. Back at it Wednesday night against the Indiana Pacers. We will check in with y'all later this week. Have a great night. Deuces.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.